The building of this sandbox and its contents are the independent thoughts of each host. It's not our intention, but we have been known to make people see red. Don't come to the sandbox and expect not to get dirty. In fact, we hope some sticks with you. So dig in. Let's play. We are the Scarlet Sandbox. Did you figure out this week how to post it? Like on the first try? No. Of course not. I haven't. Week five. Here we are. We still don't know how to post it in real well, usually time. Usually it pops up for me. Be sure to change who it's coming from. Because every time I want to share it, it says from Scarlet Sandbox. I'm like, nah, man. Me. Yeah, for real. But, you know, we obviously, I got wear, we obviously wear different hats. So it's like, I, it is still me. It's me. It's I you, like it's your us. hat today. By the way, if you're watching... Thanks. I get a great image today. I really like it. Um, I'm really into bees. I know right this. Now. And I went to buy a new summer hat. Mm. I passed this up like five times. and Which I'm proud of you for. No, I didn't see it. Oh. But when I scrolled back up and I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so my hat one. has a bee on it because. You a know, big I'm, one. Yeah, I'm all things. Um, Argamonese acres and bees just fit right in and make my life. But you know. B is actually a very good symbol right now in like Christianity, you know, they're using it. Um, they've actually jumped on the B wagon too. Oh, really? Uh, talking about how it pollinates and makes things grow. Nice. I know, right? I'm going to read up. I, I, Kimber was kind of telling me a little bit about, so I got to read up on it this week, but it's more really cool. on the B later. More on the bees. I'm still trying to share our, um, podcast over here oh <laughs> snap hit pause hit oh, pause see? just hit pause just hit pause god i really got to get it together that's okay so this week we're gonna kind of um dive into you know last week we talked about lucky versus blessed so mm -hmm. now that we know the definition of blessed um what does that come with work <laughs> <laughs> everything comes with work i swear um no but for real you know if you follow us a couple things let me just remind you um always awesome if you're enjoying our podcast to share it on your facebook um and if you're what if you listen back on apple Podcasts or spotify make sure you save um or subscribe i'm sorry su subscribe to our channel so that you're notified. I, the, the number one question I get all week long is where can I listen or how do I find you or have you published something yet? Um, if you will hit subscribe on Spotify or Apple iTunes, it will tell you when we have posted, which it's always Wednesday at 930. But, you know, I get it. You know, we're just one little t we and appreciate being one mm -hmm. little tiny thing on your uh, weekly to do list. But then you don't even have to think about us. You can just, your phone will notify you. But um, sharing is caring. So only if you enjoy us, but spread the wealth. <laughs> That's your weekly reminder. Weekly PSA from us. Yes. Were you successful? You shared it? We're good? I don't know yet. I think I just shared it back to the sky. That's what it drives me nuts. Um, Would you like me to do it for you? I just want to learn all the things. <laughs> Okay, so on a serious note, um, what happens, you know, if you follow us at all on our personal 
Um, yeah, see, I shared it right back to. Let me see it while nope, you're talking. I'm doing it. Okay. Um, when you are blessed or you, you know, and look, this is all relative, right? Define success, define blessed in your own life. You know, my 20 year old daughter would tell you that successful is a YouTube, I mean, a TikTok star with, you know, 10 million views on their video. That's what we call viral, you know, but I want to talk to the average everyday person. So I'm not talking about, which let me tell you, I've said a million times, I know what I've gone through over the last 15 years, what Tanner's going through now. And I feel sorry for those people. Like people just don't understand the microscope that you live under, you know? And, but, but I think, and I I was using this example earlier today, you know, talking about just corporate America, you get a job promotion, you feel, you're feeling blessed. You're feeling super blessed. And somebody doesn't like it. Somebody wanted that job. Somebody doesn't think you're fit for the job. How do they treat you? What does that look like? How does that, you know, interfere with your blessing? What are you going to do about it? So I think that this is something that affects the average person. Then you take somebody that may be a business owner that's on social media or, you know, should I always use the word, you know, like blogging because that's kind of what I'm into right now, but not everybody's a blogger. But you know what I'm saying? Like somebody that kind of puts themselves out there or like Tanner, who one day did a video. Next thing you know, the world's watching and um, you're trying to turn a tragedy into a blessing, make the most of it. And what are you going to do with that? You're going to try to bless others by helping them through their tragedy and you're under a microscope. So, you know, I think it's important that um, I think the biggest thing that drives me bonkers is we as women get a bad stigma over drama. Welcome to the drama. Mm-hmm. She's drama. She has so much drama. When my husband and I first met, I told him I have a lot of drama. Like, let me tell you, when you've been married four times and you have three kids with two dads and you have multiple businesses and you put yourself out there and, you know, I'm crazy as it is, I have drama. And one of the biggest things that my husband said to me after, I don't know, we've been together about five years, he said, Adrian, because, you know, there's times and I feel bad about that. Like putting my kids through, my husband, is this worth it? And then there's times I feel sorry for myself and I'm like, God, why does it have to come with all this, you know? And um, he said, Adrian, the most important part that you need to like think about is are you causing the drama or is the drama caused and you just have to like cope with it? Handle it. Because there's two different types of drama. But keynote, post-it note, we all have it. I don't all care who you it. are. To me, if you say, yeah. I don't do drama, I don't have drama, I don't believe you. Not one bit. You're, it may be your four-year-old toddler at home that throws fits every day, but... <laughs> That's mad drama. It's that drama. is drama. So I, I want to start this by saying, whether you're going through a family crisis, a marriage, marital crisis, a job crisis, a coworker, somebody you don't know, family, somebody fa- yeah, it. I feel you. I feel you. We feel you. We feel you. And there's nothing wrong with you. You are not damaged goods if you have drama. 
that being said, why don't you talk about kind of your movement? You know what? I had a like epiphany slash revelation slash whatever overnight. And I've been talking to Adrian and through Scarlet and through, you know, Bible chit chat on Ravenous, uh, my group. You know what? I have made this big deal about uh, telling your story, right? And telling your story at the right time and making sure, you know, you're in charge of that and whatever. And I had this revelation that sometimes we hide our story. Really, it's for someone else rather than not telling it for someone else. I just had this like massive like light bulb. Like maybe women hide their stories for someone else rather than telling their stories for themselves, disguised as I'm not going to tell my story for myself. And that is untrue. What you're not doing is helping yourself. What you are doing is automatically almost destroying yourself and not telling it because you're worried about drama Mm -hmm. or haters. And the revelation was, you know what? If I do nothing and stand here, I still have drama and haters. So why are we so worried about drama and haters at the sacrifice of our own sanity and our own selves? You know, and same thing. I've had a lot of thought about this. Um, You know, it's funny. When we kind of put together our calendar of what we were going to talk about each month, I don't know that this is exactly what we had in mind this week. Um, However, I think it's like one of the most important things we've could ever put on the table for people at the timing because <clears throat> April was showers. What happens when you're happily playing in your sandbox and then it starts raining? So yeah, this so, is actually a great transition. Yes, next month we are going to talk about what you're going to do when it rains. It rains, um, and you know, again, that's meant more like you know a financial crisis or you know that lull in your marriage, you know, or maybe your child, you know, ends up in a. Um, with a medical condition, you know, t- somebody got diagnosed with cancer. There's lots of ways you can apply the rain. But this week we've, whoa, it was a lot. And, I'm still exhausted. You know, with the outpouring of support and love that we get, which thank you. That doesn't you. make me exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying, you know, yes. it, them telling us, I feel you. And, yes. and it goes back to what I keep saying. The, the one thing that I've learned over this almost year and a half that we've been going through this is how many people, when I told you how many people didn't know Jesus and they didn't have Bibles, you know, that was like alarming. But then how many people are just everyday people wanting to do better, be better. But yet, you know, and I was saying, we, we go out on Facebook and we say, you know, if you're in a mental crisis, if, you know, if you're feeling suicidal, reach out, I want to help you. But the truth is, are you going to help them? Right. Like, why does it have to get to a place where you're so, either one of us are suicidal, and if you are, please contact get help. someone, get help immediately. But what I'm saying is we, we've we created that as a movement, right? We've created that, the stop bullying, you know, these types of things, but yet we don't practice it every day before it gets to an alarming right. level. There's no prevention. We just wait till the crisis and then handle that. Yes, and look, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I've probably been on both sides. Oh, for like, sure. I've been bullied. I've bullied. You know, I, I can truly say that I, if I've ever done that, um, it wasn't intentional. You know, I think that there are just mean-spirited people. And then there's people that just want to speak the truth. And, and I've told you all over the last couple of years, I've had to learn how to speak truth and love. 
mm. and what that really looks like and uh, means. I'm, you know, but like kind of like what we talked about last week, where it was like, oh, if you're a believer, it's all just rainbows and unicorns, and you know, you got to love like Jesus, and that just means kindness and happiness all the time. And the truth is, there's a lot of biting dogs. And I love this example that I was talking about with my friend this morning. Um, you know, imagine that you're walking home every day. You got to walk home. And every day that you walk home, you got to go through this gate to get to your house. Like there's only one way to get home and it's through this gate. And behind that gate is this really mean dog. Sometimes he barks, sometimes he nips, sometimes he bites. But there's only one way to go. You know, I love, you know, people talk about all the time, well, if you don't like the heat, get out of the kitchen, or if you don't like it, get off social media. Well, sometimes we got to eat. So that requires the kitchen. Like, that's (laughs) where I'm at. Yes. And and that's just it. You know, people are so afraid of conflict. And I've been one of them. And, uh, which, that's probably one of my strong suits. I, I, I don't know, I think for me, but I think that comes with all the stuff I've dealt with earlier on in my life. So I just got to a different place. We've talked about that. But... You know, people say, oh, conflict, um, avoid, avoid, avoid conflict. And I am just a big believer. There are times, there are times to exercise kindness and there are times to exercise, you know, a detour and there are times to turn the other cheek and there are times to, you know, act in good faith and see the good. But then there's times that you have a biting dog. On your one way every single day home day. Maybe one day you're like, oh man, he's probably just having a bad day. The next day, oh man, he probably had a bad past. The next day, like at some point, the dog's just gonna bite and he's just that. And what are you gonna do about it? Handle it. Are you gonna walk through the gate and go, oh, you're a good boy? At the end of it all, even though my leg's gone because you chewed on it for two years, I can't and, do it. And that's what's crazy to me is. You know, and we've all got the biting dog. All of us. I don't care if it's your mother-in-law, your coworker, your boss. Sometimes it's your kid. You know, like there's all kinds of biting dogs. And I feel like that this is a great analogy for you to wrap your head around this, right? But are you going to pet him and tell him he's a good boy? Sometimes that works. And sometimes, you know, after you've been, like you just said, for two years. But, you know... And what's crazy to me is now put a um, put spectators, a lot of spectators, yeah, and say, oh, you got to make it through the gate. You're gonna you got to go home today, and then so for two years you've let that dog nip you, bite you. You've gone to the hospital. You've dealt with sepsis. You've dealt with staff. You've dealt All with for the sake stitches. of the spectator, not for you, which is where I feel like a lot of people are. Yeah. At the sacrifice of Everybody's got an opinion. For everyone else. And everybody's got an opinion. So now, let's say you finally kick the dog. Now you hate animals. You, you know, the animal activists come out. It's whatever. And look, I love, I love animals. Do not get me wrong. I'm just using this as an example. Right. What are you going to do when a dog is coming at you? Is biting you? Well, by the time you handle You're gonna the dog. You're going to yourself. True, but by the time you even handle the dog, you hate animals. <laughs> That's the problem. That's where you get in your head. By the time you handle your business, you hate your life. Mm-hmm. And it's because you didn't handle your business sooner. That's a problem. We got to figure out what we're going to do with the dog. And pretending the dog is not there, pretending that it doesn't exist. Works pretending for so that we're long. going to pet. and pre- Yes. And it's self-destruction. It is self-destruction. 
Because then when you do lash out or do something you regret, and now you got everybody telling you how you should have done it, could have done it, would have done it, how to doctor it. Except no matter how you do it. If you didn't handle the dog, you should have handled the dog. If you do handle the dog, well, you shouldn't really have handled the dog. So no matter what, you're going to have drama. And the thing is, you know, it, it never fails that you get to that point and people are like, how dare you do this? Like that poor dog, <laughs> that poor dog for two years, he's taken off, you know, two limbs and a finger and, you know, three toes and you got stitches up to your eyeballs. But the poor dog, dog. And I'm over here like the dog is a bad dog. <laughs> or you know what? The dog's just never going to change. So you're going to have to change you in order to change the situation mm-hmm. with the dog that's never going to change. So what are we doing? Are calling animal control? They don't really want to help you. They don't want to get involved. It's drama. It's drama. It's an exhausting feeling. And I know that so many women. And the thing is, if you could just tell somebody that you're getting bit, if you could just tell somebody that you're hurting, if you could tell somebody, who's going to listen? Who's going to listen without judgment? Who's going li- to who's going to give you coping skills? Who's going to help you? But so many women or they've already been bit. And we kind of touched on that, you know, with whatever you've gone through in your life, in your past, and you've had you've been bit by whatever the dog, you know, insert whatever is the dog. You you suffer. You laid there with, you know, the stitches and the bit and the, you know, missing leg. And you suffered alone because you should have been able to handle the dog without telling anybody. So you don't want to tell anybody because it's a dog that just keeps biting you over and over again. Yet you can't handle it. So you just stay silent about it because you're worried about it or what people are going to think about you not being able to handle the dog or whatever reason. You just don't talk about your way home. You don't talk about getting bit. You don't talk about anything. You just and I love it. it when people say, well, find a different route. You know, you don't have to go home. Move. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Everybody's I can't go got to a my unrealistic. Own home. Yes, there will. Exactly. Al- that's my point. There will always be something. There will always be some sort of opinion or some sort of alternative or some sort of something. And that's what brings us to Scarlet today. And you know, I, I think that it was just really, really, really important. You know, with what we went through this last week together, and you know, I never want to take for granted. Tenor and I are super, super blessed I almost said lucky (laughs) (laughs) you're Um, learning we are super super blessed to have each other and I don't know who that's going to be for you and a lot of times it takes being a friend to get a friend so I think that's another big big step in our movement is stop feeling sorry for yourself and being like, what can somebody do for me? Right. It's more, what can you do for others? So you're going to build that friendship by being the friend first. Um, and connecting with people in your similar situations, obviously I've not lost a child, so I don't mean that necessarily. It's always that, but Tanner and I didn't develop this friendship because of Raven. We actually had developed it 10 years prior due to how many times we've been married and going through the same sort of things, right? Same dog. So, yes. And it makes it feel, and look, look where we are with one person. You don't have to have a group of 50 people or 50,000 followers or whatever. You, You need one good friend that you can start talking to. 
telling your story, relating. We all want to be validated, right? Um, so totally my squirrel just, I mean, went off on a tangent on its wheel <laughs> in my a head. Very large so though. So I was like, I know because what? I'm telling you my wheel just spun. I always talk about like, I have a hamster in my brain. Actually, I have like 82 hamsters on one wheel. I'm not sure I'll ever look at you the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and that wheel, it's like they all just hopped off and the wheel just kept spinning. I know your eyes were still working, but it was like, um. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, sometimes my brain gets that. I mean, I'm telling you, this brain, I'm surprised it's not smoking right now. Because I feel so passionate about, you know, we've all made like bad choices. And we're not married to that. But you know, we, so many of us live that way. We just live to that bad choice. Like we're married to it. It's always a part of us. The end. And on top of that, we're protecting the dog. Like how many times do you just go, well, I'm afraid to say how I really feel because then so-and-so will think this about me or that, you know, and, and they really like the dog. And so then I'm going to look like the bad guy. And to some people you are. You will be. You're never going to win them all. And you don't need to. You only need to win one or two good people that help you work out the plan to get rid of the dog. So our epiphany was too many people don't tell their stories because of any reason that they come up with. But your story deserves to be told. You are worthy. You are worth it. You are everything that you want to be. You have everything at your fingertips. You have every God-favored attribute and yet you just don't tell it because you're afraid of what everybody thinks and I'm tired of that on top of it makes you angry and it makes you bitter well I'm like my passion is like women telling their stories because I used to be the person who sat on the church floor because I didn't deserve a seat and if I would just known I would have just said it because it's just God is strong where I am weak and that's where he shows himself blah 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 and then you find out you're still doing it where people are still doing it. You're still sitting on the church floor thinking you're not worthy and you can't tell your story at the sacrifice of yourself and every God potential that you have. And we wonder why we can't ever reach our potential. You're blocking it every day. You're blocking it by sacrificing yourself for the sake of others. Opinions, which is. And look, you know, the other revelation I had overnight as we were talking about this. Perception is not reality. Definitely not. And reality is not always perception. So, you know, if the dog could talk, the dog's going to have his own version of why he constantly bites, right? And he may not be wrong. I mean, that's his truth to be told. So in a case, so let's humanize this for a minute. So you have two people, uh, wherever your conflict lays, with your spouse, your kid, your coworker, Mother-in-law, your, your family. Yeah, whoever it is, okay? You both have a story. And to both of you, you're right. Yet there are some pieces that are very black and white facts that aren't debatable, you know? And, and I actually use this example <clears throat> because social media is the absolute devil. I mean, it just mm -hmm. is, okay? I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I use it every day, and it's the absolute devil, but it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to change. Right. That is how we are going to grow as a society 
period. The days of TV, radio, um, newspaper, it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Even your top advertisers are using social media because you're not watching commercials on TV. And so we better just settle in and get ready for the biting dog because a lot of the times it's social media, right? And let me tell you, this can go down to Friday night at the local hangout. I don't want to... I don't want to draw any attention to anybody and make it like any of our local hangout. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to call any names here, but like your local favorite hangout. Okay. And we're going to call it the spot. Okay. So down at the spot there, you know, there was drama, Mm. there was drama and the, and it's funny because the people there aren't even the ones telling the story. The people that witnessed it aren't even telling the story, right? It's the person that heard it from somebody is telling 50% of it. And then the person that heard it from that person, the person that wasn't even there, didn't even know, whatever, they're the ones on social media blowing it up with zero facts. Right. And it's the people there that are afraid to tell what actually happened because they don't want to bring any more attention to it and they don't want to start any drama and they're going to protect so-and-so. You know what I mean? And I feel like we can all relate to that because we know that that happens. You know that you get on social media and you're like, so-and-so said such and such and you don't even know that person. Oh yeah, this. I mean, this happened to me and you way before. You know, like it happened ten years back. It happens in middle school. Watching me. It happens. Oh my in, gosh! Raven had drama at six years old in kindergarten. It starts early, which is why we need to learn how to handle it early. Thousand percent, or handle it now so that you can help your kids handle it early. And that's the thing: we're raising children to do this. And they are on social media, and it is just... I mean, and 90% of what they're on social media doing, you're not even watching. Right. You're not on their TikTok. You're not on their Snapchat. And in fact, all these things disappear after 30 seconds, and they disappear 24 hours later. And now they've and got drama. And it disappear in their minds. And, and we're in trouble. And we know what's happening to small children dealing with bullying and drama. And then they grow up to be adult bullies. And like I said, I, I, I'm going to be brutally honest that I feel like I've probably been that. I've been the adult bully, right? Mm. And, and when I look back at that, and I'm so glad that I've pushed past because, again, that was not my heart. But I think that a lot of times, I, I, I think you got to separate that into people that just are mean and mean-spirited versus people that are feeling unheard, and they're not, you know, I, I didn't feel like I was being heard. I didn't feel like I was being validated. I felt like I was being attacked. So then I'm on the defensive. I'm attacking. When the truth is, if we could tell our story, be heard, be validated, I think you would see an instant society change, an instant cultural change. Just a real what you say, what you are, is what you say, and is what you are. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could just see what you got in everybody, like, how liberating is that? Just to be you, no matter what. Well, look at us on social media, whether it's politics, whether it's, um, you know, people at this point are just going to argue over a meme. That's very true. Why? I don't know. And it goes back to being hurt. You've got to be able to talk about your feelings. People cannot do that. They cannot communicate. Why? In fear. In fear of the haters. In fear of the backlash. In fear of the conflict. That they're, they won't matter. They're not relevant. And even to the like strongest of what looks strong, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And it may, like, just personal, like, experience, like, it 
even when I feel the strongest, this will make me the weakest I've ever been. Like just the biting dog over and over. And so if it can do that to people who are mentally, you know, trained, spiritually trained, then what can it do to normal every day? And what are we doing about it? Like what example am I setting? Right. I want you to tell your story, but nah, man, like I can't tell mine. Mm -hmm. That's a problem like with society and with me. Like you expect everybody else to do it. Go girl, you got it. Tell everything. So I'm going to sit over here and I'm just going to sit over here and cheer you on. If you can't live what you're preaching or saying or podcasting. What are you doing? What are you doing? Which is what I literally said to myself in the mirror. What are you doing? And that goes back to purpose. Right. Which it's Easter week. Like it is where God got on the cross and died for you. What are you doing with it? Like, what are you doing with it? That's where I'm at. It's my Easter revelation. (laughs) We have had a lot of revelations. But, you know, and I think that um, when we say the dog bit us and people go, oh, you're fine. Did it bite you that hard? You probably deserved it. What'd you do to make the dog bite you? Mm -hmm. A lot of that. And it's crazy because I feel like what's happened with our media and because of social, not just social media, but media in general, Mm. we've become so skeptical, but we have forgotten how to search for truth. We don't even care if it's true. We will just share it. it. Yep. Believe it. Talk about it. You can say anything you want to. Must be truth. And, and, you know, when we talk about things like, you know, think about what you say. Is it kind? Is it true? Is it? No, just, is it true? (laughs) 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 Number one. But, but how do you know? Right. But I think that goes back to, if you don't know if it's true, are you asking the person? Are you coming directly to the source? Are you spreading it Which anyway? me and you are super blessed and people coming straight to the source and asking if things are true. And I love that. Well, and I think that that's the, um, I think that's the one thing that you and I've done a really, really good job is I'm not, we're not afraid. Not at all. Come to me with any, with anything. Well, but you know, to develop <clears throat> that for somebody to trust, to come to you and ask you is because you've cultivated that. You know, and everybody says I'm intimidating and I'm this and I'm that. But the funny part is I feel like the people that I've gotten close to or the, the, you know, the camaraderie that we do have, they they weren't intimidated enough. So to find that level of trust where they trust you to come to you, you know, you, but but why do they trust you? Because they know that whatever I say, right, I'm going to back it up. Like not opinion like facts and so that goes back to what you said a minute ago about say what you mean mean what you say and integrity right if you really want to tell your truth and you really want to tell your story and you really want to be validated and heard it starts with being honest and sometimes that honesty is even like been married four times but at least now they know that what they see is what they're going to get right And it's amazing the things that me and you have been like, oh, keep quiet about for years. 
has helped like numerous people, you know, everybody coming to you being like, hey, hey, me too, you know, so many me too, so many me too's. I mean, that's what started the whole me too movement, right? Right. Because, because someone was bold enough to tell their story. Yes. And you would be surprised how many people, and that's what I think I've always prided myself on. You know, I've been on social media, Tanner, I'll tell you, 10 years ago, people were like, oh my gosh, you just put it all out there. You're just so, <laughs> you know, why do you want to tell everybody all that stuff? And everybody, and I love it when people go on Facebook, like, Facebook is not the place for this. I am very private. And if that's you, that's totally fine. I'm okay with that. Be private all you want. But, but what then you there, do share. But then there are people who are not private because our kingdom agenda is to help others. And if I help, you know, it's so funny to me too because you see the one comment or and, it, and it's so funny too. I feel like on comments, you'll see all the negative. Somebody's mad. That's why they say never read the comments, but I can't help it. I'm either. And sometimes you're just dang funny. But you're missing out. But what you don't see is how many messages how many messages over 10 years I've gotten. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You're so inspiring. I appreciate you. And those matter. They matter. Listen, if you've ever texted me or ever. messaged me one time and said, I've helped you in any way. You have no idea how much you've helped us. You get a gold that. star today. Like you get every gold star I've ever had. Here. Because I think that when, you know, and I'm going to speak for you here too, Tanner, but, sure. um, when you look at what we've gone through over the years and what we've talked about in the last couple of podcasts is building your sandbox, what is your purpose? I refuse to allow my four marriages, my, you know, dumb choices in high school, my dumb choices in my 20s, my dumb choices in my 30s. Hell, I'm still making dumb choices in my 40s. <laughs> but I refuse to let those be in vain. Right. Refuse. So how am I going to not let those be in vain? I'm going to help and lift someone else. But the only way I can do that is speaking my truth. Right. And that's going to offend somebody. But it's going to make others respect it. It's going to, I'm going to have to tell the hard pieces of my perspective of my story. And that's going to come with some backlash and some conflict. It's just so funny sitting here talking about this because, you know, every week before this podcast, we're like, how far do we want to go? Because, you know, if we go this far, we'll, we'll just stop right before that so that we can avoid backlash and conflict and whatever. And it's just nice to sit here on this mic and be like, you know what? We're going to get it. Speak it anyways. But that's just something that we've been convicted. And look, Strongly you don't like convicted. it. You don't like us. You don't like our story. You don't have, I mean, hit the off button. It's cool. Because we're not here for the mass. We're here for the one, two, ten women that we can help. Right. And I know Tanner and I are capable, strong enough to do that. Like, I know that that's God's path for us. Usually when I'm like, this is it. This is a thought that's not mine. Like, I would never want to do this because I'm, you know, I don't like conflict. I'll handle it, but I hate it. You know, and that's okay. So that brings us to, you know, I, I have been told so many times, you just love. So for all you like strong or, you know, women who people like to put you down and say, oh, you're, you know, you like conflict, you love it, you thrive off it. 
No, there's a big difference. No one does And that. again, that goes back to creating drama versus dealing with the drama thrown at you, right? I will stand and deal. There's a difference in projecting on someone and standing and dealing. Right. And I don't think you should be ashamed of that. Uh, we've had our door knocked on so many times. And so many times I've just been like, look through the, you know, peephole and be like, nope, I'm just going to sit on the couch. They just keep knocking at some point or you can't leave your house. So, and that goes with like mother-in-laws and that goes with like, you know, daughter-in-laws, me and you are hairdressers. We hear all kinds of drama, all kinds of ways just behind the chair. Like, and we advise them to like, Hey, you're going to have to handle this. Well, and like I said, um, you know, I feel like the more blessed you are. And when I say blessed, again, this does not mean financially. This doesn't mean that you have all the money in the world. Like people, it's funny, I was telling Taylor this morning, typically people want to hear my stuff because they actually want to feel like I'm like them. Mm -hmm. Right. And people want to tear down other people. And, you know, we say that we're in this like strong women movement and Facebook, you know, but the truth is you get these influencers on Facebook and all they do is act like they're happy. And then, you know, what people do you're lying. You can't be this happy all the time. You, you can't be this perfect. Fake. I mean, you cannot win no matter what you can. The only way you win is to be 100% 100% yourself, your authentic self. And you know what? There are times that in my life, I'd really just don't have a lot of drama and it's rocking and it's good and everything is just great. Sandbox. And so every day on my face, Facebook is just garden and alpacas and yumminess. And then the and rain then comes. The rain comes. And it's okay to have seasons like that. Well, you need it, you know. You need it to water your flowers. Nothing grows without rain. But I just feel like, you know, they go, oh, see, she's not the she's not the way she is because... Because it rained. It rained. <laughs> Everybody has it. And the sooner you acknowledge it and the sooner that you accept that you, you as a person are just normal like everyone else, quit pointing the finger. What do we talk about? Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. So when you stop pointing the finger, well, is she, is she not? Is this situation, is it not? No, you. And just being like, hey, I'm at, I'm at, here I am at the feet with my drama. Authentically, 100% vulnerable myself. You know how freeing that is? You know when like, when we very first started our podcast and we said, go into your closet and scream out all the things you feel. Did anyone actually do that? If you're watching, tell me if you did that. And if you didn't do it, go do it. I'm not playing. Like, I feel like the sooner you own who you are, drama and onset of being like, oh, I don't have any drama. I'm perfect. You lying. You lying. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Maybe you don't right now. You've had it. You will have it. Better to prevent so that when it happens, you're ready. Except, you know. Not to lie about it until it happens and then blows up. Like, this is where we are. Prevention. Or readiness. Readiness. I love readiness. Prevent what you can. Be ready for what you can't. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with... So, let's use... Mother-in-law. 
you know, you've tried, you've tried, you've tried. She just doesn't do things you like her to do or she comes in and insults the way you do things with your kids or, you know, whatever the thing is. And you just keep smiling and nodding and smiling and nodding because you don't want to disrespect her. You don't want to upset your husband. But what would it look like if you went to your husband and said, this hurts my feelings? First of all, it would make you feel better. So then what would happen if you went to your mother-in-law and said, this hurts my feelings? Because if you don't, let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> One day you're going to be like, look, lady. <laughs> Don't come to my house and talk to me like this anymore. And now your conflict's at a 10. There we are at the crisis because you didn't handle it before. And then she's like, how dare you? And then she tells everybody in the family, that lady's crazy. And now she just went off on me. That before they have any, you know, facts. So now you're trying to clean it up with, well, let me tell you what really happened. Oh, no, you were mean to our mother. She is the... Pillar of strength of this family. <laughs> the matriarch. How dare you <laughs> kick that biting dog? <laughs> if you've had a bad mother-in-law, you know. <laughs> oh, Excuse gosh. me while I take a drink. <laughs> so I'm just using that as an example because that's what happens. But what would it look like if you just said, you know what? I've got drama with my mother-in-law. I've got drama with my mother-in-law that I've got to deal with because I don't want to get to a 10. I don't want to drag my husband through it. I don't want to drag my kids through it because you know what? I do appreciate her. There's a lot of things she does right. Right. So, but if you don't, you're not going to see those anymore. Like one by one, they will be dimmed out. And all you see is the biting dog. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, people love victims. I can't, I just can't. Like, we are a society of victim loving. And, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like homeless. You know how you go down and you see the people sitting on, and I, I'm not judging anyone and I'm not saying no. what's right. I'm just using this as an example, okay? Because I feel like this is a totally relatable example. People go out and they see the homeless and they're like, oh, but is that girl really homeless? I mean, she does have on some Nikes right. and whatnot and we don't all. know, Right. Um, but the truth is, and Tanner and I have totally witnessed this on so many occasions, the, the true people in need don't ask. They don't. You almost had to force them. When we were giving out those coats. They just, it was like, please take a coat. Well, somebody else might need that. No, the the person is you. You need the (laughs) coat. You need the coat. (laughs) They, they, they don't victimize themselves. They don't. They really don't. And it, it was. It is like mm. red flag number one. You know, is, is, and look, we all victimize ourselves. You know, we go, oh, woe is me, poor me, but you need to stop, stand and deal. Mm-hmm. What can you do about it? And I tell you what, when, when people talk about me being callous or intimidating or I'm not empathetic or whatever, it's because I really separate myself from those who want and do better and those who stay stuck, stuck. Like, I can feel sorry for you for so long. Like everybody gets down, everybody gets out, everybody has drama. And I'm like, I am so sorry that's happened. What are you going to do about it? I, Tanner and I are people that move forward all the time. And if you are not going to move forward or you're not going to get help and you're not going to do better. I just can't. But then don't be mad at us for moving along. Changing our path. You want to sit and wallow, sit and wallow. But 
You've got to really pick. Which is the whole tell your story. You have to pick. So tell your story. Are you going to help someone else? Are you going to recover and do better? And you have to know your story in order to tell it. Some people just ignore their story so much that they can't tell it because they just have buried it, which is sad to me again, which is why this is so huge to me. And, you know, you're not going to know all the things. You're not going to have all the tools. So you've got to go, you, again, finding that person that you can start relating with. And sometimes that person is a stranger. It's an actual medical professional. It's a counselor. It's a pastor. Mm-hmm. Start somewhere until you're strong enough to take the next step. So when we're building our sandbox, let's use it like this example. You know, okay, are you just going to sit on the beach and your sand just going to keep washing out from underneath you until you're buried in it because the tide keeps rolling mm-hmm. in and out because that drama keeps coming at you in and out? the situation looks pretty, right? The environment looks great. Oh, yeah. But you're just slowly sinking in that sinkhole. And the only way to stop it is to build a sandbox. But you don't know how. You don't, you've never used a hammer. You don't know how to use a drill. You got to go. Let me tell you. Home Depot gives free classes. <laughs> <laughs> you too can learn to be a carpenter. Um, I actually, my ex-husband was um, a manager for Home Depot. And they always awesome. had those little workshops. Tatum would always go. It's so cute. But seriously. Mm. So whether it's your mental health, your emotional, or you just want to learn how to build. Get help. A box. Move yeah. forward. You got to tell somebody, hey, I don't know. I don't know how to use a hammer. That is the beginning of your story. I don't know how to use a drill. Could you help me? Maybe you walk into the little town and see somebody else using a hammer. Hey, could you teach me how to do that? Your sandbox looks really good. But, you know, it's sad because we're afraid to reach out and be like, hey, your sandbox looks really good. How did you do that? Because why? We're afraid of the drama. We're afraid that if we tell somebody we don't know how to build the sandbox. Then they go and You tell don't everybody. know how to build a sandbox? Mm-hmm. You idiot. Mm-hmm. You got to be better and you got to do better on both sides of that. Being honest with yourself and being the person to say, oh, you don't know how to build a sandbox? Here, let me help you. But let me tell you, okay, now I'm going to tell you how to build your sandbox. And you're going to have somebody come along and be like, that's not right. Yeah, here's how I built mine. Except hang on, let me tell you that how you built yours was wrong. And then on top of that, they're going to go out and say, when she was building her sandbox... She stole that hammer. No, I didn't. You know, like they like that you're they think they know that your sandbox looks better. So now they're going to go tell people that you stole things to build your sandbox instead of just complimenting you on the sandbox. You're going to have those people. And that's okay because you still have the sandbox at the All end yours. of the day. It's yours. And you're going to lay your pretty little head down in the sand and like arms spread out like behind you and just mm-hmm. daydream it's beautiful and be able to help somebody else build theirs. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Are you going to worry about the person criticizing your sandbox? Or are you going to go out and teach somebody else? Which Those is are your two choices. Literally where we're at. You and me. Mm-hmm. Just, and we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep building sandboxes. So, but I'm not going to be told anymore to be quiet. I'm not going to be told what I say is wrong. I'm not going to be told that it's not my story. I'm not going to be told any of that, that I'm this or that. I'm reporting to one person, which is the Lord. And that's all you report to, too. Not you, Tanner. You listening. <laughs> and me, too. I mean, Tanner, too. <laughs> Tanner, Tanner too. too. But, you know, 
finding that happy place, it's easy for us to sit here on this podcast and tell you. And it's easy for you to sit back there and, you know, be like, oh, gosh, you know, what do I do? But now you've got to go execute. But what we really wanted you to step away with today's episode is we hear you. We see you. We feel you. You're worth it. You're validated. Tell it. We said so. (laughs) I said so. So next week, we talk about showers. Storms are coming. (laughs) And I love to dance in the rain. Build your walls. Nope. Tear down your dreams. (laughs) Let's try that again. Build your dreams. Oh, tear down your walls. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs)